That's right, folks. Back again. What is this? Chapter 7 of the Deep Fried Bets podcast. Boomer, how you feeling tonight? Oh, feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. There's uh, nothing but shitty baseball on tonight, so uh, I decided to listen to the uh, O'Reilly Factor a little bit, and oh, wow. uh, feeling pretty strong about Trump. Uh, big, strong candidate of mine. Wow. Fans. Yeah, I wouldn't tell too many people that. This is not a political podcast, but... Man, uh, he's got some good ideas there. I am. My America. Mike America great again. Hell yeah. He doesn't have a plan for him, but he's got some good ideas. Yeah, he'd throw out some good buzzwords, I'll tell you that, but... Uh, yeah. Shitty baseball. How do you call him that? Did you not watch that Blue Jays game earlier? Uh, if the Braves aren't playing or the Cardinals aren't losing, I'm not watching. All right. Well, you missed a hell of a game up in Toronto earlier. Joey Bats with the biggest bat flip stare down of a home run I've ever seen in my entire life. You think I give two shits about some Canadian baseball team? I grew up in Alabama and I live in Georgia. Who gives a shit? All right. Fair enough. Well, you, either way, you missed a hell of a game. All right, so let's uh, let's get to last week a little bit. We uh, remember you had a little bit better week than uh, most of the three uh, participants. You won, by the way, everyone that is tuned in. It's just me and Boomer this week. We're uh, you know trying to test out some new water, see how we are. So we're at the podcast. But Boomer goes ten eight and one last week. Uh, how, how'd you feel about your picks? Oh, I felt great, and uh, I think the miraculous thing was I showed up. Uh, with those numbers without having any charts or graphs. And that's impressive, man. The charts or graphs didn't turn out too well for James. Six, twelve, and one on the weekend for James Bashir's. Um but Yeah, that uh that Oklahoma chart, I remember seeing that somewhere. Yeah, it's still up. Texas. That's crazy. I'm still not over that game. I mean Oh yeah, yeah, me either. I thought that, you know, Texas might keep it within the number. I never in a million years thought they'd win the game. But uh oh well that was last week. We did enjoy, uh, enjoy some of James's uh, charts and graphs, so we might have him back for a couple segments, uh, could, uh, continuing on with the podcast. So, Boomer, like I said, goes 10-8-1 last week. I, myself, went to 8-8-10-1. Um, not the best weekend. I mean, you're going to have losing weekends. It's called gambling for a reason. If you won every weekend, then you know Vegas wouldn't be open like it is. So, on the yearly totals... Um, 55, 39, and 6 for myself. Still a very respectable 59%. Trying everything I can. We'll get that back up to over 60% this weekend. Boomer jumping up uh, to 53%. 51, 45, and 5. So we're both uh, over that 52% where they say you need to be uh, to actually be making money on the season, which is good. So how do you feel about that? Oh, man, making people a little bit of money. But uh, I think the more important stat was uh, my streak on locks of the week, the ones that everybody should be gambling on. Okay. What'd that get to? Uh, Let's see. I believe it got to six. Six in a row? Damn, that is pretty impressive. How long have we been doing this podcast? Because that's where it's at. Okay, we'll have to fact check that. But uh, speaking Uh, of Donald Trump, you don't have to fact check anything. (laughs) Okay, well, you only went three and three in your overall vault, your overall pick games. Yeah, that was uh, it it was bad, uh, bad research week. I was giving some bad information. Well, you did get the Titans plus three as your lock. I went four and two in my vault. Did lose my lock though. Syracuse plus two and a half. They just got embarrassed by South Florida. Not even close, man. It surprised me, too. I thought that was a solid pick. Yeah, that shouldn't happen ever. But, okay, so let's let's go ahead and get into uh, your worst beat of the weekend, Boomer. What was that for you? I think I already know where this was oh, going. Oh, man, this was pretty dude, came, uh, came at around 
2 p.m. on Saturday. I was uh, enjoying a nice day at at Top Golf with uh, with the misses, and um, they replaced sports with women. That's my nightmare. Had the uh, had had the Virginia game on uh, over there, and they had an extra point to hit the over of 46 and get it blocked with, I believe, four minutes left to go in the game. At the beginning of the game, I want to say that there was a total of 27 points scored. Um, once they missed that PAT at the end, I owed a seven iron to Top Golf, so I had to go ahead and pull out the cash for that one. Oh, wow. You didn't bring your own clubs and broke one of theirs. Yeah, yeah. It's, hey, it's what happens, man. Gambling. There's nothing wrong with breaking clubs uh, or throwing them in the lake or river. No problems there at all. It's just part of golf. Part yeah, of it's a great stress reliever. It is. I agree. So that was a pretty tough beat. I don't think I could beat you, but I had a – I don't know if it was bad. It was not fun to watch. Um, Monday night game. I could have had one Saturday. I really don't remember. Saturday was a weird day gambling for me. I did very well in the early slate and then kind of lost it all at the end. But Monday night, I had two bets. I had the Chargers minus four, I think I ended up getting that, and <laughs> and the over at 45. Well, I can't really call the over a bad beat because I was losing that the whole game. Um, not doing well there. Well, then, you know, I had the Chargers minus four. They were – Pretty much in control of that game for most of the night. But. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The, the Michael Vick is a terrible football player now, and I know that he was uh, eating funions on the couch two weeks ago. But Jesus Christ, that guy's got to wake the fuck up. Yeah, I agree. That was bad, but you know, I think we all know what happens. Get down there, five seconds left. Pittsburgh goes for the touchdown. Just kick the ball, damn it! Kick the ball. We go to overtime. I hit the, or I would have hit the over more than likely in overtime if. San Diego would have scored, but neither here nor there. That was just tough to watch, tough to stomach there at the end. So that was my bad beat of the weekend. But I think you, you're the front runner for the week and uh, so far for the season with that loss. Your uh, your bad beat was my good luck. Uh, I ended up having the Steelers. And Mike Tomlin, love that bastard. Got the best running back in the league. Give him the motherfucking football. I agree. It's a, it's a bold strategy, but it works out most of the time. All right, so let's just go ahead and dive into it. Let's get to some of these weeks, uh, these scheduled games. Again, week seven of the college football season, week six of the NFL season. We're moving right along. Alabama's already, uh, will, you know, past the halfway point of their season. Auburn will get to the halfway point of their season tomorrow night. Not quick enough, though. No, not quick enough. But speaking of that Auburn game, Auburn, a two-point favorite. Didn't know if I'd see this the rest of the season in SEC play. Two-point favorite on the road at Kentucky. Thursday night game. Boomer, who are you liking this? Yeah, that that had to have been some kind of uh, typo whenever they were making the lines because it should say Auburn a uh, 12-point underdog. So I, I hate saying it. Auburn sucks. They are a very shitty football team, and – very close to giving up. Hopefully, we get some of the young guys in there and just get them a little bit more experience. But I, I think that I think Kentucky's the play on this one. Who's uh, starting for Auburn? <laughs> At what position? Yeah, quarterback. Uh, they they tried out the water boy on Tuesday. Um, he did okay, but I, I think that I think they're going to go back to Sean White. 
but the water boy will be uh, will be up dressed up for the okay. guy. Yeah, there's musings that uh, Jeremy Johnson might be going getting back to Jeremy Johnson, but that that'd be a desperate move for Gus hitting the panic. Well, he's already hit the panic button once. I don't know what this would be. So, I actually thought about taking Auburn in this for a minute, but I, I don't know. I know they're coming off a of bye and all that, but I still think, yeah, Kentucky's got to be the right side. Auburn's still getting that brand name loyalty points. So, I think I'm going to take Kentucky as well, plus two at home. Uh, give me the points. Yeah, and I'm I'm strictly doing a fan hedge right now. I hope Auburn pulls it out, but I just I can't see it right now. I uh, gotcha. There are rumblings that uh, Mike Stoops might get go to the uh, South Carolina job right now. Apparently, that's Kirby Smart's to lose. Hopefully not, but we'll see. <laughs> Speaking of, let's take a minute to uh, pay our respects to Steve Spurrier, man. That was a sad day. I got that uh, notification the other night, and uh, you know, I was, I was sad, legit, legit sad for a minute. What you, what were your feelings on Spurrier leaving town? Oh man, a lot of a lot of entertainment gone for pretty much everybody out there. He was the biggest cocksucker uh, in the southeast for a number of years, and I think everybody's going to miss him. Oh, for sure. I still think he had the greatest quote in SEC history when asked about a library fire in Auburn that uh, burnt twenty books. He said the real shame was that seventeen hadn't even been colored yet. So uh, we're going to miss you, Steve Spurrier. <laughs> I was uh, I was more partial to. Uh, him talking to Tennessee saying, you can't spell citrus without you too. That's right. Hey, those were the days. We'll miss you, Steve. All right, so Thursday night, Auburn's not the only game. Actually, got a nice little doubleheader on ESPN Thursday night. UCLA plus six and a half at Stanford. I know you are big on UCLA early in the season. You still riding the Bruins hard? Oh, dude. I mean, Bruins, they only got that one loss. They can still win the Pac-10. Give me UCLA. I agree. Uh, Stanford. Stanford's looked better. Uh, oh yeah, of course. And this is close. I mean, there's there's a reason why they're favored by six and a half points. I just I think UCLA. You know, they have the talent there. They had a slip up with a rookie or a freshman quarterback. I mean, it happens. But I think I think they can pull this one out. I agree. I, I think they're going to actually get the win. So if you can find a nice money line, take that. Uh, Rosen. I know it's on the road, but he's he's done that once or twice before now. Actually, did very well at Arizona. Was it? Arizona State, no. Who'd they, uh, Arizona on the road. Um, played well there, so I think Rosen gets back to what he was earlier in the season, and UCLA gets the win on the road tomorrow night. All right, so Friday night, there's actually four games, which is nice. Um, so Cincinnati at BYU, Houston at Tulane, Boise State at Utah State, and UNLV at Fresno. We're not going through all these damn games. There's too many of them. Most of them are second <laughs> games. But and we don't want to give you out too much winners, right? You know, we don't want Vegas to come shut us down. So what we're really going to get at here? Who's your favorite Friday night play? Because we're going to have to give everybody one. Uh, you know, I like uh, I like Utah State against Boise State. They're playing them at home. Utah State, you know, they're always that grinded out football team with a decently solid defense. You know, the clock's going to run. They've had two good wins recently against Colorado State and Fresno State. They kept it close with Utah, who I think is one of the top three best teams in the nation. And, you know, Boise State's pretty good. They've proven themselves a couple of times this year. But I, I think I like, I, like, I, like the, uh, I like the Aggies to keep it within a touchdown. 
I got you. I think you must have been in my house when I was making my picks earlier because I, too, took Utah State of the eight eight teams to take. We both land on the same one. But I guess that's uh, smart minds. You guys stop letting me go first so you can steal all my picks. Uh, yeah. Well, good minds thinking alike. I, I think Utah State's the right side there. Like you said, at home. Uh, Boise, Boise's good, but I think Utah State can keep it in the number. The fact that they kept it close with Utah, semi-close with Utah, does a lot for me. So I'm going to take uh, the Aggies. At home, Friday night. All right, so that's uh, that's our two Friday plays. Both of us like Utah State. So let's get to Saturday. I originally had Iowa and Northwestern as a scheduled pick on here, but then I realized that I don't give a shit about Iowa and Northwestern. I don't care if they are both ranked or not. Last week, Michigan. Are they both ranked? Yeah, that's why I had it on there. Fifth and 24th? Yeah, they're like 21 and 24, somewhere in there. But, yeah, they're actually both ranked. I was six and zero, but we're like I said, we're not getting to that. Nobody gives a shit. Let's get to that Michigan State at Michigan game. I was actually blown away when I saw this. I heard it last night when I was laying in bed. Um, somebody they were they were talking about. I think it was Herb Street was on uh, Scott Van Pelt show, and he was saying, you know, I'm Michigan State. They're more than a touchdown or yeah, touchdown underdog. What do you expect? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I couldn't have heard that right. So jumped out of bed, checked it, and got my money in right then. Michigan State plus eight. Blown away, but I'm taking Michigan State right there. Boomer, what are you liking that one? Yeah, I mean, of course. I think that this is an obvious overreaction on Jim Harbaugh. I mean, yeah, Michigan State hasn't looked like world beaters. Aren't they still a top play. four team in the AP? What? Aren't they still in the top five in the AP? Yeah, I mean, if if the season ended today, they would be in the playoff. People people two weeks ago had them as the best team in the nation. If you would have had this line going into the beginning of the year, especially after the Utah loss, it would have been Michigan State by 10. Oh, at and least. Even though that this is going to be – in the big house, and I, I get that it's going to be a great game. Michigan State is going to get up for it. You know, every team does whenever they go in there. And Michigan State is a damn good football team. Connor Cook is going to be the second pick or the second quarterback picked in the draft next year. I'm still riding with him. I think he's the best quarterback personally in the in the nation. And you know, he's a he's a senior. He's not going to get rattled going in there. He's been there before. Jim Harbaugh have them ready to go, but, I mean, come on. Take the Michigan State money line in this one. Yeah, I agree. Talent trumps whatever's going on in Michigan. I mean, Michigan's on the rise, there's no doubt about it. But oh, yeah, and it's happened a hell of a lot faster than anybody else thought it was. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen this fast, though. I still think Michigan State gets it done on the road, so I'm with you. Take the money line, but I'm still going to keep – I'm taking the eight just to be safe. So, the other big game Friday – or Saturday – Alabama, minus four at Texas A&M. This huge game, CBS 230 game, which is actually going up against the Michigan-Michigan State 230 game, which uh, I thought that was weird uh, that ESPN would try to compete with that. So who do you like in this one, Boone? Um, I I hate gambling against Alabama because they usually do cover, but – Give me the give me the Texas A&M Aggies. I love those Aggies this weekend. Give me the Aggies and the four points. The Alabama's going against the same kind of offense that they faced with Ole Miss. John Chavis has the defense. Hell of a lot better than it's been the past four years. Kevin Sumlin's going to get the team up. 
A&M has the pieces in place. Their receivers are the real deal, and they're going to be effective against that below-average Alabama uh, defensive backcore. And, you know, the running game's probably going to be there. Alabama's going to score some points, but really all they have is Derrick Henry, who's going to run, run, run that clock down. And I think A&M's not going to have a hard time uh, scoring against that, uh, that Bama D. I tell you what, this uh, this was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for me, believe it or not. And in the end, I'm in the actually, end, you let your heart choose your fandom. No, I did not. I actually went against Alabama here. I don't think I can ever remember. Oh, yeah, I don't think I can ever remember picking against Alabama. Uh, when I filled out my preseason schedule this year, I had a And M. As Alabama's long loss, which we all know Alabama has since lost to Ole Miss, but I think A and M is a very, very good football team. Um, I'm very high, like you said, on Chavis. I know that it's it's going to take a little while for him to get everything in place the way he wants it, but damn, they're looking pretty good so far. Yeah, I mean they haven't stumbled at all yet. No, yeah. They've been playing some some pretty high caliber talent. You know, Kyle Allen seems to be the real deal so far. Right. Um I mean they're coming off a bye, which always helps, as every other team that plays Alabama is. I know that Georgia didn't prove to be the test that everybody thought it would be for Alabama, but it's still a big game to get up for. Arkansas, I mean, the Tide struggled with Arkansas the first half last week before finally coming back at the second half and doing what they should have the whole game. But as a physical game, they're going to be, you know, cruising for a little break. Tennessee coming in next weekend. Again, I know you're not looking forward to Tennessee or looking ahead to Tennessee, but it's still – it's still there. I mean, it's a rough four-game stretch. I got to go. I think Alabama gets the win, but I think it's 27-24, and A&M keeps it within the four-point number. It's going to come down to the wire for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to come down to field goal kicking, which scares me. Actually, that's 27-24. That's with a missed extra point. How about that? So uh, that's my final projection, Alabama 27, A&M 24, with one missed extra point for Alabama. <laughs> So, they ain't really going out there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's uh, that's the two big games. Uh, a couple more headliner games. One of them, USC plus seven at Notre Dame, is more intrigued than anything after the Sarkeesian. Lay off the sauce, brother. You get another chance out of USC. You can't blow it like that. But <laughs> I'm going to be interested to see this. Bimmer, what's your take on this? Uh, give me another dang with the points. USC doesn't seem like the kind of team that would galvanize around the situation that they've been a part of the past couple of weeks. You know, they lost Sarkeesian. It's, the place is in complete chaos right now. People are calling for Pat Hayden's head. They have As they should. They have such a talented group of players. And last week, Washington just – the, only their front four completely blew up their whole offensive playbook. And, you know, Notre Dame's got a hell of a lot better defense than Washington does. Plus, Deshaun Kaiser, I mean, dude has stepped in for Zaire and just blown it out the door. Like, you know, the, the Clemson loss was 
was tough. I thought they definitely should have ended up beating Clemson. Clemson's a lot better team than I guess most people thought they were going to be, but I, I think Notre Dame wins this one pretty handedly. I'm actually going against you here. I think USC will rally around their self-appointed third-string coach. Uh, Why? What tells you that? What? There are a bunch of playboys out in Southern California that don't give two shits about how they do this year. They've already got an excuse to lose, and they're going to do it. I disagree. I don't think you go to college. I, mean, I don't think you, you know. These are guys that want to be at the next level, and you can't. You're right. Just, they're all individual players, not team players. They're not going to galvanize around each other. You can't be at the next level if you don't. You know, if if say they go in and get beat thirty eight nothing, that's the thing that comes up in every interview. What the hell happened here? You lose thirty eight to nothing. You know, you're better than that. What the hell? Yeah, that, but if, if Juju's getting open every time, and it's not his fault, he's not getting the ball thrown to him, or he, they're bad passes. I mean, every every player on that U, USC team, I agree, is looking at the next level, and they are only looking at the next level because they only give a shit about themselves. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think they rally around each other. Don't get the win, but I think they'll keep it within the number of seven this weekend on the road. All right, so the last college game on our schedule for the weekend, uh, another off-the-field turmoil kind of game. Florida, plus 9.5 at LSU. Florida losing their starting quarterback to suspension of PED use, performance-enhancing drugs, for those of you who don't watch baseball very often. <laughs> um, surprising to hear that, obviously. You don't see a year suspension from PEDs in college football much, but... Florida plus nine and a half on the road at LSU. I like Florida to keep it within the number here. They're uh, rallying around Treon Harris, who actually started this season as their quarterback. Um, their their defense is it'll be the best that Fournette's seen this year. He's not going to rush for two hundred yards this week. He'll probably still get over hundred, but he's not going to get over two hundred. And I want to see what else LSU can do without Fournette. Like I want to see. I still want to see what their quarterbacks can do. Brandon Harris, but. I still think they'll get the win, but I think Florida will keep it with a number nine and a half on the road this weekend in Death Valley. Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. And I'm, I'm seeing a Florida win. They are having to go in to – backup quarterback? You, uh, do not overreact. Will Greer was the backup quarterback going into the season. Treon Harris had won the job. Treon Harris obviously has the skills to, to lead that – athletic ass team to at least a SEC East championship. I mean, they have so much talent on their team. And, and I'm talking about just on the defensive side. I think that they shut down Fournette and they're going to make Harris try to win the game. I mean, that's obviously the game plan going in, but I think Florida has the guys up front that can stop Fournette. They're just as big, just as athletic, just as fast. And, I mean, I think LSU is just such a one-dimensional team, just like uh, Georgia, and you saw what happened to them last weekend. So you think Treon is the better Harris in this game? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, all right. I, I don't think uh, LSU will lose the game at home on, you know, in Death Valley on a night, at night, but I do think Florida will keep it close, keep it competitive, but LSU will get the win at the end. All right, so that is our scheduled college games. Let's get to some pro games. Uh Another kind of down slate for the pros this weekend. But we'll start tomorrow night. The Atlanta Falcons, Dirty Birds, traveling to New Orleans. Falcons are three-and-a-half point favorites on the road in New Orleans against the Saints. Boomer, who are you taking in this one? 
I'm going with the Saints. They haven't shown much this year, but they're the home dog on a Thursday night game. Something about these Thursday night games, the home team always, always pulls them out. I think that the Falcons are a bit overvalued still, even though not they didn't cover last weekend. You know, the Dome is still the Dome, even though it hasn't been the same kind of Dome for the past uh, year and a half or so. Drew Brees is playing. You know, this is always a rivalry game. It always has been in the NFL, one of the few ones in the uh, in NFC South. But I, I like the Saints to uh, to be able to, if not keep it close, but possibly win the game. Damn, we agree again. Um, I like, I, I like, ah, wow, can't talk tonight. Uh, like you said, I still do think the Falcons are overrated too, overvalued a little bit in Vegas just because they're undefeated. They haven't played the most competitive teams. Uh, had to take Washington into overtime last week. I hate to say it because I love the dude, but Julio's not at 100% right now. Um, you can tell that hamstring's bothering him. He's limping in between plays. But, you know, he, he claims once he's going, once the play is going, he's at 100%. He can get it going, but I think that slows him down a little bit. New Orleans will get up for this on a Thursday night. I don't know that they'll get the win, but within three and a half, I think they'll keep it within that number, and the Saints keep it close at home tomorrow night, close enough, if not the win, to uh, to cover the number and win you a little bit of cash. All right, so the next scheduled game for us this weekend is Carolina plus six and a half at Seattle. Uh, the Panthers are undefeated still, surprising to some. They were off last weekend. Seattle's still reeling a little bit. Had a 27 to, what, seven lead, lead last weekend? No, 24-10, yeah. something like that. It was 24-7. There and, it is. And the complete bullshit how the Bengals ended up coming back on that one. Yeah, I had Seattle plus three. I, you know, I pushed, so I can't consider it a bad beat, I don't guess, but should have won there. Uh, Dalton, that's a different story for a different day, but he might not be as bad as everybody thought he was. But Fuck Andy Dalton. Yeah, God, I'm still not. I want that guy just to go ahead and fade out into the damn wind. Yeah, we'll see if we come playoff time, <laughs> but I, I like the Seahawks at home in this one. To get back on track, I think it's a big win. The Panthers, they're I know they're undefeated, but that offense against the Seattle defense, I think Seattle causes a lot of turnovers and gets several points off defense. So if you have the Seattle defense in fantasy this week, that'd be a good one to start. Um, I don't think – I know that Carolina's defense is good and Luke Keekley is supposed to be back, but I think Seattle will be able to move it just enough to uh, win by a touchdown or maybe 10 points at home. So give me the Seahawks, minus 6.5 at home. <laughs> These two teams are almost identical, except for one of them has a little bit bigger, a little bit faster, a little bit better uh, quarterback, and that team is the Carolina Panthers. I feel like this is going to definitely be within a field goal game either way. Um, Cam Newton, you know, he's a, he's been a hell of a lot more solid than uh, Russell Wilson has this year. The Seahawks showing that they couldn't handle the lead last week really, uh, really did something for me on uh, on how much I value their defense with uh, with Chancellor coming back. But you know, I mean, their defense is good. It's definitely not as good as it's been in the past, and I think it's a hell of a lot more overrated than uh, 
than it has been the past two years. So uh, give me give me the Panthers. All right. So let's get to Sunday night, the game we've all been waiting for. The New England Patriots minus seven and a half at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, all indications is that Andrew Luck will be back for this game. All indications are that Tom Brady is still very, very fucking mad. So, with that noted, I'm taking the Patriots minus 7.5. If this line is 17.5, I'd take it. If it was 27.5, I might take it. But 7.5, you damn right I'm taking it. Patriots are still mad as hell about the offseason they had to put up with because of the bullshit the Indianapolis Colts laid on them. They're going to do everything in their power to win this game by 100 damn points. So, I am taking the New England Patriots minus 7.5, and and that's damn near your lock of the week right there. I've always had a rule in gambling, and I have literally never gone against it, is if there is a home team that is also getting seven points, that is a damn lock. But after how the Colts were a bunch of little bitches last year, bitching about the football, bitching about getting that ass beat, you know, the players haven't really changed on either side that much, and the only thing that has changed is the Patriots – are ready to beat that ass. And the Colts got older. Don't forget that. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they have, have, they have a couple Johnson of veterans on there that are okay. But, you know, Andrew Luck has a broke-ass shoulder. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck has some kind of uh, venereal disease. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. I heard it here first. Break your news. So, you know, I agree with you. This thing couldn't be set high enough. Yeah. There's about right now. There's about ninety percent of the public on New England. I only expect that to go up. The tickets coming in are probably going to be at a rate of uh, about fifteen to one on the Patriots. So, you know, it, it it may be one of those trap games, but I agree. I think Tom Brady is still pissed off, and this could get really ugly really quick. Yeah, uh, I was shocked to see it at seven and a half, um, and. Yeah, ninety percent. That scares me off a little bit normally, but not in this situation. If it literally, honestly, God, if it got to fourteen and a half, I'm still taking New England in this one. And I think that Indianapolis is a decent football team. It's just that's how much faith I have in Brady just laying it on them this weekend. Well, these lines makers can't make the lines on emotion. They make the lines on what they think the outcome of the game is going to be just based off of the talent, and the matchups. Right. And, I mean, I I agree with. With where the line is, and you know, I actually think it might be a little bit skewed uh, in the Patriots' favor. But you know, if you're gambling on this one, you definitely have to uh, add the emotional factor. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's go to Monday night. Uh, New York Football Giants plus four at the Eagles. Kind of went back and forth on this, but I'll take the underdog on Monday night. Give me the Giants. Who you like? I went back and forth as well and actually have my notes, uh, the Giants plus four, but I did pick the Eagles to uh, go to the NFC Championship, so give me the Eagles. Fair this enough. huge matchup for the division, and whoever wins this game will win the division with uh, the Cowboys reeling while Tony Romo's out. Hi, man. Starting Matt Castle week seven. Yeah, yeah. God bless him. Yeah, good for them. All right, so that uh, that covers all our scheduled games for the week. Now it's time to get to the real money-making opportunities. You had to sit through the, the scheduled games with us, which we've been pretty good with those this, this year so far. But, you know, we make our money in the vault. 
And we're still looking for clever names on that if anybody wants to shout us out one. But, uh, but we'll start with you. Who are your five favorite picks this week? All right, rolling them out. Louisville plus seven against Florida State. I feel like they can keep it close. They probably won't win, but uh, Florida State last week against Miami probably got beat up a little bit. Give me Kansas plus 31 against Texas Tech. Yes, I know they got the shit beat out of them last week against Baylor. Texas Tech is not Baylor. Nope. Give me the Charlotte versus Old Dominion over a 48. I don't know. Just take it. Give me. This is a hard one. I am only giving this out to you as a little extra bonus. Washington minus two and a half. Oregon is reeling right now. I think that that Washington front four is athletic enough to keep everybody corralled in the pocket. And as we've seen, Oregon's quarterback has a hard time with uh, with passing. And they had a they definitely had a hard time against Michigan State. So we'll see. Uh, this weekend will show a lot about how big that uh that Michigan State Oregon game was. And then the last one, give me Detroit minus three versus the Bears at home. Finally get that first win. Yeah, it's coming, dude. It's got they to. It's out there. Yeah. They've uh they've been bad. Hopefully they don't bench Stafford for Orlovsky this weekend. All right, so Boomer's five, the vault for Boomer this weekend. Louisville plus seven, Kansas plus 31, Charlotte Old Dominion over 48, Washington minus two and a half, and the Detroit Lions minus three. Does that sound right? That's it. All right. It's right there, boys. Go ahead and lock them in. I like it. I like it. So now it's time for me to give you five winners. Last week, four and one in the vault. Pretty solid record with the vault overall, but I'll uh, – First game was actually one that Boomer picked, so I'll come back to that. First game we'll start you off with is the Buffalo Bills plus three and a half at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. We hinted on that we don't love Dalton earlier. I think he finally. I mean, I've I've had I've got a lot of faith in this Buffalo team, and they're they uh, owe it to me to start showing something. So I think this is the week they finally start to show what they really are capable of. So give me Buffalo plus three and a half. Next game, I'm actually taking a favorite. Don't love it, but I have to take it anyways. Georgia Tech, minus three and a half at home against Pittsburgh. Georgia Tech's lost four in a row. But I think it's it's time. This is one of those weeks where they finally just come out and say, we're better than this bullshit. We're better than two and four. We were, They're going to put it all together this week and lay one on Pitt. Pitt's not a very good football team, and I think Georgia Tech will prove that to you this weekend. Arizona State plus six and a half at Utah. I like that a lot. Uh, Utah coming off again, nice little stretch of games. Good win at home against Cal last week. Think Arizona That's State. Wrong side, dude. That's no. the wrong side. Booker is a beast. They're gonna <laughs> blow them doors off of them. I disagree. I think Arizona State's a little better than California is, and I think Arizona State keeps it within the number. They might pull the upset at Utah Saturday night. Oh man. That- Ladies and gentlemen, do not bet on that game. Other game I gave you, uh, other game I had was uh, one that Boomer had, Louisville plus seven. I love that game. Um, Florida State I'm still not sold on. I actually took Miami money line last weekend. Wish I would have stayed with the points, with the number. But I like Louisville to keep it within a touchdown against Florida State this weekend. The fighting penises, Jimbo Fishers. Um, But the last game of the vault this weekend – the Idaho Vandals 
That's right, the Idaho Vandals. You're not going to find too many people picking them this weekend. Idaho is on the road at wow, on the road on the road at Troy this <laughs> weekend. Good job, out there too. A bunch of gotten. They they need to be on the roids. They're not going to need them this weekend, though. Plus 12.5 at Troy. Troy's not a very good football team. I think Idaho could pull the road upset here. So give me Idaho plus 12 on the hook on the road at Troy. That's my five favorite plays that are non-scheduled of the week with with some very good money-making opportunities there. So let me write all those off to you one more time. Buffalo Bills plus 3.5. Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets minus 3.5. Arizona State Sun Devils plus six and a half. The Louisville Cardinals plus seven. And the Idaho Vandals plus 12 on the hook at Troy. All right, Boomer. You know what time it is now, don't you? Oh, yeah. Bring them out. Oh, yeah. You know what happened last week, folks? The Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week happened, as it always does. There were some things that happened last week that shouldn't have, and that was that Stone Cold Steve Austin gave you two losses in the Stone Cold Steve Austin last week. The Stone, ah, the Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week last week. Let me tell you something. No, that's not what I'm here to do. That's not what he's here to do. He's not here to give you losses. He's here to give you winners. So I've got two guaranteed winners for you this week, and I don't even know what Boomer's game is. But I know this guaranteed winner. So, Boomer. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Who you got this week as your Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week? Oh, man. This uh, this game's coming into you from downtown. It's going to give your Bucky the people's elbow to the jaw. Take the Redskins plus six and a half versus the Jets. Ooh. Okay. Going- Love those skins, dude. Love, Love those skins. skins. Kirk Cousins, man. Yeah. He's on the right. He kept it within the number last weekend, which I appreciate. So the Washington football team plus six and a half. Is that on the road at New York? Uh, I believe it is in New York. Okay. But gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a All shit? All right. So the Washington professional football team plus six and a half on the road at New York. I'm trying to catch on if, or see if Boomer catches on what I'm getting at here. Oh, yeah, no, we say Redskins on this podcast. Okay, the Redskins, then. There we go. Um, you PC, bro? Yeah, we're not the most PC podcast on the internet, but that's all right. That's uh, that's what you're here for. You're here to get winners, and you're here to see, uh, here to hopefully get you a laugh or two throughout the evening. So we got boomers, and uh, I'm here to give you mine. And last week, I'm very disappointed that I did not give you a winner. So, you know, like I said. No, that's not what I'm here to do. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm not here to give you loser. I'm here to give you Stone Cold Steve Austin locks of the week. And I've got one for you this week, ladies and gentlemen. The Purdue Boilermakers plus 24 and a half against the Wisconsin Badgers. That's right. Purdue is my Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. Ben, what do you think about that? Oh man, I think that you found uh, found a line that somebody was uh, wasted on when they made. I yeah. didn't even see that one out there. That's that's a solid one. Yeah, I saw that line. I started jumping for joy a little bit, so I uh, called up Stone Cold Steve Austin, make sure he was going to be all right with that being his lock of the week, and he was quite all right with it. He uh, he was actually jumping for joy himself. So uh, we uh, we gave the people what they wanted, and we gave them Purdue plus twenty four and a half against Wisconsin. 
So right. I think uh, I think we got a, a good set of winners this weekend from me and Boomer. Uh, we we got to rebound a little bit from last week. I know I do at least. Eight and ten is not what you're here for. You're not here to hear eight and ten. You want sixty uh, percent winners. I'm gonna get personal guarantee that I get back over sixty percent this weekend, folks. So take with take that what you will. I'm actually gonna count my Kansas City win tonight that I just took the uh, the Royals. No, I'm not counting, but I did take the Royals and they finally came through against the uh, Houston. Nobody gets two shits that you took the Royals. Hey, they won, so I care. They're the fucking Royals, man. My there's like 25 people out in Kansas City that might care. Uh, there's a lot more people at that game that care. But either way, so uh, appreciate y'all tuning in again this week. As for now, me and Boomer. Hopefully getting you some more winners this weekend. Uh, Boomer, you got any closing comments? Yes. Uh, nobody take the advice that you gave out on the Arizona State-Utah game. Okay. We'll see about that last week or next weekend. Pretty sure everyone you fought me hard on this year I've won, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we will see. All right. Well, that's all, folks. Again, keep spreading the word. Twitter, Facebook. Uh, hopefully everyone got their koozies if you were lucky enough to win one of those bad boys. I know Boomer got one. You enjoying yours? Oh, yeah, man. It's keeping those uh, those Dr. Peppers really nice. Yeah, those Dr. Peppers. Uh, they are uh, high-quality koozies. So if you got one, let us know about it. I uh, appreciate everybody's uh, support, continued support. Again, let us know if you have any ideas or anything else. And I uh, appreciate you tuning in. Until next week, good luck this weekend, folks. I scold Dr. Pepper, yeah? Yeah!